Hi, this is Karen Kelly, and you're listening to An Appetite for Life. There's a great mix on this show with various topics, amazing guests, and the occasional celebrity guest. So my guest today is author Roger Wilson Crane. He's the author of the book Certified, One Unexpected Birth, One Hapless Wedding and One Bizarre Death. So welcome, Roger. Hi, Karen. Thanks for having me. Are you okay? I love the title of that book. It's reminding me of four weddings and a funeral kind of title, isn't it? One unexpected birth, one hapless wedding and one bizarre death. Yes. Yeah. And I think um, uh, some of the reviews I've had have, have, have said it's very much like four weddings and a funeral of the book world, which has been absolutely lovely. But yeah, I suppose it is really. I mean, we've it, it, it's based on real true events, but but also embellished. And, and it's really everything that, you know, we've all we've all been to, to those weddings that have gone wrong um (laughs) there is always dark humor unfortunately in in death and and funerals um and and also from a birth point of view we've all either been part of births or uncles and aunties and been christenings and things like that so yeah so it's a sort of homage to all that which a lot of memories that people will be able to pick out for themselves hopefully yes and very funny i think (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> and this is based on a true story isn't it? it's based on your life and your family yeah yeah it is yeah yeah all, all, all three of them they're, they're three separate stories but all linked together um through family relationships but yes a, a lot of it is true but i have taken creative license to either make it maybe a bit more heartbreaking at places um yeah. and hopefully funny in places but yeah it is very much there is a lot in there that is very true <laughs> Well, what caught my attention, I loved us connecting on, on uh, I think it was LinkedIn, wasn't it? And we were talking about your mm. journey. And it was such a beautiful story that I wanted to share it with everybody. So let's go back yeah. uh, to kind of the inspiration and, and the encouragement you had um, and why you basically wrote the story uh, and the book Certified. So if we go back then, obviously it was during lockdown as well, but you were an MD, weren't you, with a motor company? Yeah, so it was a, a private company uh, in the motor automotive industry, if you like. Yes, um, and I just decided before the lockdown. It was September before the lockdown that, that I, I needed to take a back seat. I've been doing it for ten, twelve years, and I think that the, the sort of stresses and strains have taken their toll on me. Yeah, um, very so I'd already made that stressful role. Yeah, yeah. So we made that decision, um, and then come March it was when I was going to be taking a back seat so I was still going to be on call for the company and help out and, and be an advisor if you like and um but the same time that I was doing that lockdown hit so it was quite quite strange really because instead of I mean I was getting you know 100, 100 emails a day and I would have carried on working if you like but then I was put on to furlough because that was the best decision because I was sort of taking a back seat anyway yeah and so I, I went from you know, having, you know, working, if you like, constantly to absolutely nothing. And I did find that really difficult, I have to say, yeah. to start with. Yeah, so you, were kind of, you were going to take a step back as an advisor. Mm. So you'd gone from 100 emails a day and being in demand and the phone ringing every five minutes. And that would have been a gradual kind of end yeah. to it, wouldn't it? But of course, yes. it was an abrupt end, which yeah. you, know, you thought, well, what's your purpose? What, what What's it all about now? Yeah, absolutely. Because, you know, in the early days of you you weren't allowed to be in contact 
with the you know with with uh, your work or um, and it was very stringent. Uh, they, they loosened it from a mental health point of view after a few weeks and a few months because I think everybody knew that you needed yeah. to keep in touch. Yeah. But at first, it was you can't have anything to do if you're on furlough. So yeah, I, it was. I don't know. I just I didn't quite know what to do with myself. To be fair, and, and the silly yeah. thing. It's like having your wings chopped off, though, isn't it? It's what you knew and what you did for 12 years, and it just suddenly the carpet's pulled from under you. Yeah, yeah, in, in a way. And, and the silly thing was, I'd made the decision in September anyway, and I know I was going to be sort of part-time and advisory, but I hadn't really planned anything, Karen. That was, that was, I knew I was going to, you know, at the end of March, but from September to March, knowing that I was going to be taking the vaccine, I, I hadn't even thought, well, what shall I do? But you were going to be an advisor, though, weren't you? So that would have filled some of your time, wouldn't it? Yes, yes, yeah. it would. But, and that's but I how hadn't... you were focused, really. That's what you were preparing for. Yeah, sort of I suppose so. And then other things would would take from there. But yes, it just went from uh, completely to to absolutely nothing. Yeah, it was it was it was it was it was quite hard. And I did I do remember just um, doing lots of jobs around the house and, and in the garden, and literally all day long, as though I had to prove something to myself and my wife that. I, I, you know, I'm, I'm going to be busy. I'm going to be busy, busy, busy. Um, but that that was just that was quite draining. After a while. Yeah, I can imagine. There's only there's only so many jobs that you can do, isn't there, around the house? And then they're all done. I know exactly. Yeah, yeah. So mm. so your mental health suffered quite dramatically, didn't it? And you became quite glued, didn't you, to the daily updates and all the COVID news and everything? Yeah, I did. Yeah, because through that sort of summer and. Um, yeah, the, the daily briefings, and, and I would just listen to the radio all day while I was watching the news, um, and it's not healthy, um, but, but but I just got into that mindset of needing to know everything about it, because nobody was going anywhere, so you, you sort of just sat, um, and it, that wasn't healthy at all, um, which I managed to break in the end, but yeah, every, every single day was five o'clock on the dot, press conference I was there glued watching it yeah, yeah. Um, I think if you if your mental health suffering anyway you're overly sensitive to things so you would have really taken a lot of it to heart I mean lots of people were watching it anyway weren't they but you would have really taken it to heart yeah yeah and you can't really you know we, apart from family having a few sort of zoom calls and um you you, you just you're trying to understand what is going on out there and that's the only thing you've got is that because you, you're not talking to people you're not seeing people um so yeah i i, I some I, for me it was uh, and also it was once in a lifetime hopefully of something that you're living through and, and i suppose I, I was interested in that as well so so how was your relationship like at home because i know your wife was working wasn't she she was working about 10 or 12 hours a day could she see the signs that you weren't quite yourself or did you try and hide it do you think well yeah i'm very good at that i yeah. I, I always have been uh and, and i do bring it up in the book as well that i i you know things are things I don't you know I find hard or sad or I can I can I sort of park it to the back I don't yeah. I don't talk about them I don't you know it's a real bad bad trait that a lot of people have uh, especially men probably but also you know all of us um so yeah so but so she she didn't really and I was okay okay um I think just I just find you know having that I didn't have a didn't have that purpose but but at the same time, I was just making sure that she was okay and she had all the support she needed. She was, you know, hitting it day in, day out, really. Yeah, um, yeah. And I, I, I can sort of su suffer quietly on my own. Mm. 
And then she could see that you needed something, couldn't she? And she recommended that you join a group which was called Write That Book. Mm. Yes. So yeah. was this something, did she know, were you quite vocal then about your interest in writing? Why would she suggest that as opposed to maybe playing something, doing something else? Did she know that you were interested in writing? Yeah, I, I sort of, I, I get one of those things, isn't it? You, you, I, I did bring it up now and again, and I'd written a school play many many years ago and then hadn't done anything since and so I, I had mentioned it but you know life relationships all that carry on through life and 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 she knew that the chap that was running it was um uh, an international best-selling author michael heppel um who's also a renowned worldwide coach and so she knew him through other things that that, that, that he was doing yeah um and she said why don't you join you know he's, he's going to do this right that book group you know and it was like a pop-up group for a week was um, it, all on, it would have been online wouldn't it of course yeah, yeah 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 it was all online but it was you know join it and and I don't I don't do um or well, I didn't I do now but <laughs> I did I did you know I'm not really a Facebook social media uh, person or I wasn't because my private life has always been pretty private and my yeah. public persona was was work so I said I'm not doing that I'm just not you know and she said no go on give it a go give it a go you might you know so I did, um, and I think it was about a thousand people that joined this week's group, and it was just the most inspiring thing. Um, every day you had a challenge, you know, you had to first of all get a title for your book, which is where Certified came from. The following day, you, you you got a cover together, what it would look like. Next day, write a chapter and post that so people can comment. After that, it was you know, the next thing was um, you know subtitles or promises for the back of your book. So it was like a five-day intense challenge but I just went with it and by the end of the week I you know I had my title I had my plan I had my promise I knew what I was going to do and, and and I was off and running and it was it was just tremendous yeah and and it sort of just amazing, changed isn't it? yeah and it changed your mental health really improved and you'd really oh. turned a corner hadn't you yeah yeah massively and, and then I was engaging with people you know strangers all doing the same thing and all commenting on our bits and bats all different types of books and all that sort of thing um, and, I, and I thoroughly enjoyed it and I, and I you know was, was being me I suppose which I, I hadn't been for a while and probably hadn't been for a long time you know that public doing that job publicly everybody knew me everybody loved me that was me but at home pretty private so yeah. sort of brought myself out which was yeah. which was lovely you found, yeah. you found a purpose again as well didn't you found a purpose yeah very much so yeah it's been great but behind the scenes, so go back when you were an MD, you, you and your wife had applied to be foster parents, hadn't you? Yeah, actually, it was, it was, it was at the time um, after I was made the decision I was going to take the back seat. So I was still the MD. One of the things I thought was, what could I do to, to put something back um, after years and years of, of working? And so we decided, yeah, I could be a foster carer. Um, and, and my wife, it could be the second one because she'd be working full time, but I would be able to do that. Um, so we went through the process, um, which is quite long, long winded because. Yeah, it's um, too long, isn't it? Yeah, it, it was a bit. So you would have a, a, an interview um, and a big, long chat for a couple of hours and then you wouldn't hear anything for a while. And that's not that, you know, the person's fault. It's just the process that it goes through. Um, so that didn't it didn't whilst there was something hopefully at the end it, it didn't help me in that summer because it was so fragmented um and it was awful really because we we got accepted in the january of 2021 as foster carers 
Um, and within a week, I got a couple of slip discs and I was in hospital for 12 days. Um, and when I came out, because of that, we couldn't go forward as being foster carers, which was really sad and disappointing. Oh, and I can't believe it when I read that. That was a yeah. twist to it. So you'd been through a difficult time. You'd turn your life around. You joined the writing group. You were on your way to writing your book. You'd been accepted uh, as foster yeah. um, parents. You're really excited. Everything was looking up again. And then next minute you slipped your disc and it was all taken away. So you kind of started to slip down that route again, didn't you? I did a little bit when I came out, especially when I came out of hospital, um, because, uh, I, yeah, I was sort of sleeping downstairs and not being able to move much. And the book didn't didn't interest me without, you know, it was just sat there really in a way. Um, so you got inspiration totally, hadn't you? Yeah, yeah, I did. And um, to, to be fair, my, my, my good lady wife gave me a good, good kick up once I was yeah. able to sort of move about again. And so did Michael Heppel, to be fair. He, he, he was in contact. Which was lovely, just to to do an inspirational kick up the uh, the what's it? Um, yeah. <laughs> so, which was great. Um, it's, it is still sad because I can't, we can't, or I can't be a foster carer until I've had a a, a medical now. Which and at the moment, I, you know, I, I yes, I'm I'm a lot, lot, lot better, but I'm not. I wouldn't pass the medical at the moment to be able to. Um, to take up being a foster carer hopefully that will still happen Karen. yeah but i was but, going to um, say but so hopefully in the future that's something that might still happen for both of you i hope so I'm, I'm i'm still even though i don't look it i'm still young enough hopefully to be able to do it <laughs> you do you do <laughs> let me introduce our sponsor everything genetic limited specialists in preventative healthcare testing helping people to identify to see if they are at risk of developing common hereditary cancers and heart conditions Based in Nantwich, Cheshire, they partner with some of the UK's market-leading laboratories, supplying revolutionary genetic tests to healthcare providers and patients for the detection, diagnosis and treatment planning of cancer, heart disease and other illnesses. One of their main aims is to democratise genetic testing, meaning everyone can take control of their own well-being and healthcare to detect any problems at an early stage when they are most treatable. They also offer a COVID testing service which is on the government list, initially launched to support clinical partners who were unable to get patients in during the pandemic. This service enables patients to come back into clinics to resume all important cancer testing and is available through over 200 partner companies. They offer a comprehensive range of coronavirus COVID-19 test kits and services for individuals, healthcare providers and employers. For more information, visit their website, everythinggeneticlimited.co.uk. <laughs> so you got back onto the writing group, you joined again and you were carrying on writing your book. And then when did you actually finish writing and launch Certified? Um, I think I finished it probably in the, in the June and, and it was all proofread and typeset and slight changes. And it was officially published in August 2021, so seven, so eight months ago. it's still new. It's still fairly new, isn't it? Really? Yeah, I think it's still quite fresh. Yeah, well, it is very fresh, um, to be fair. Um, so, yeah, so August 2021, it was published. And and to be fair, the, 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 the feedback and the reviews has been just beyond my wildest dreams, Karen, to be fair, you know. Well, let's uh, talk yeah. a bit deeper about this book then. So I love the title. Let's say it again. So it's called Certified. <laughs> 
one unexpected birth, one hapless wedding and one bizarre death. And it's both humorous and heartbreaking, isn't it? So let's break it down. So where was unexpected birth? Is that in your family or the extended family? Yeah, it's my uh, it's it's my my gorgeous daughter. To be fair, yeah. Um, as as life had gone on, I would I could say to where I didn't think I would have children, and that was you know, I sort of resigned myself to that. I was okay, sort of okay with that. Um, and then she she, she came along, um, and so I, I used that basis, and that sort of came after the the one bizarre death, which was based on my father passing away, and the the sort of farcical week because of his of his passing because we were we were strange we hadn't you know we hadn't seen each other for 20 odd years so nice. okay so did you have a fallout or no he just yeah, uh, yeah I mean, he just um left when i was about 13 um, right. and it was strange character that he was he didn't keep in touch with his children which was uh rather odd for, but but he didn't um and once or twice we tried to track him down we could never find out where he was um, but in the end, he, he, he was living back in the Yorkshire Dales where I came from, and and he passed away there. And we we were told by the council, etc., um, because they had to find out who his children were because they didn't know. And and oh, it was so that you week. You never got to, you never actually got to see him then before he passed. No, oh, no. Oh well, yeah. We, a, a couple of years before we tracked him down, I'd gone to yeah. see him to, to tell him about he got a granddaughter and those sort of things. But he was still very disengaged, Karen, to be fair, uh, which is very sad. And I, and I write about it in the book about how sad that that was, that, yeah. that trying to get him into, you know, into, into my family, if you like. Um, but he, he just didn't, um, which is really sad. So, yeah, so he when he passed away and it was just really that week of cause we had to organize, you know, organize a funeral for somebody we didn't know. Um, we just, I just remember we went to the cemetery and there was just the four of us as a family and um, and then the whole of Morrison supermarket was was there to to send him on his way. It was like wow. 20, 20 staff uh, because he would, would go in there twice twice a day, and they loved him to bits. And and so that was quite funny as well as. Uh, and then we we had to scatter his ashes, which he'd asked from a certain place, which we had never heard of. And we spent hours up in the Yorkshire hills finding a rock that didn't exist, if that makes sense. Instead of just saying <laughs> we'll just do it there. Yeah. And it was very, very wet, very windy. The ashes went. I won't, I won't go into too much detail. All over you. <laughs> so that was basically. So that so the, the sort of bizarre death was was based based on that. And then the certified then was linking the three milestones of life. And so talking about Holly, my, my daughter, and um, the unexpected birth. And then then that really led to I can write about uh, a couple of weddings that I've been to and been involved in. Um, so and that's what, where the structure is, came from. Which is the one hapless wedding in particular, or yeah. would you rather not say? <laughs> oh, uh, yeah, it was prob prob probably the yeah, probably one where the bridesmaids were were, were sick on a boat. Oh, nice! <laughs> I would, I think I would be well, too. <laughs> and we didn't, we never asked to see whether they were seasick or not, which was, um, which was rather. <laughs> did, the wedding, did the wedding take place on a boat then? It was a trip to the uh, trip to the to the um, to the actual oh to the venue yeah yeah to the venue yes it was supposed to be nice and lovely and all that sort of stuff but ended up with uh, a couple being sick on on bridegroom and bride oh terrible <laughs> terrible so this book's been doing really well it's been a bestseller 
and it's been listed for the CIBA Mart Twain book. Can you expand about that? Tell us about that. It's the Chandelier um, International Book Awards, uh, and you can you can enter that. I mean, there's many many that you can enter, and I entered that one particularly. And it's and they call it the Mark Twain. It's just a, a homage to Mark Twain, and I I put it put it in as as for the humour category. Um, and being and I just didn't think I'd hear everything. You just you just don't. And it was just tremendous. In, in December I was longlisted, which was that that will do for me, Karen. Yeah, <laughs> you know I'll I mean? take I'll, it. I'll take I'll, it. I'll, I'll live off that for, forever. Um, and then at the beginning of February I was I was shortlisted. Brilliant. So um, the winner will be announced in June in Washington. Um, yes, at a gala dinner in Washington. Well, I, don't, I don't think I'll be able to get that. Maybe you can do it kind of online and have a meal in front of you and put your, you know, I hope so. On. Yeah, <laughs> I, I hope they'll allow you to do it online rather than being in person <laughs> as well as. But you yeah, so I mean, there. do you not fancy going to Washington? I do, but I was looking at the costs and all yeah. that sort of stuff. Well, you think they'd fund it for you, wouldn't they? Come on, Mark Twain, <laughs> get your finger out. This guy needs a ticket to Washington. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. But no, I mean that's just, and that was the icing on the cake for me. I mean, yeah, I always, fantastic. when you write, you know, when writing it, I thought, yeah, I like this. It's, it's all right. And then your family and friends are always going to say they they like it, Karen, aren't they? Because protecting you and yeah yeah but it's when the wider world are feeding back um and saying how how good it is how funny it is sad um and then to get shortlisted for an international award is is just oh it's amazing um, very very special very very proud i remember those feelings you know because when I, I launched my book um just under three years ago and I was so nervous and so anxious because, yes, you know your family and friends are going to support you regardless. Yeah. It took for somebody to write a review that was outside of that family, a stranger that yeah. I didn't know to come back. And then you think, OK, I don't mind that. Even if it's just one, you don't mind, do you? Because it's someone away from your kind of inner yeah. circle, if you like. Yeah, it is. Yeah. And then once that starts to build, it's quite... And, and the conf your confidence levels, yeah. it's... You know, it's just amazing. You know, you just—I don't know. You know, you, you just—you you don't mind sending it to another awards or whatever, even if you get rejected or whatever, yeah, because you, you, you know you've got that confidence. It. Exactly. You think, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, yeah. Very so, proud. So, when you look back now at March 2020, when mm. you've, you've been an MD, your life was busy, hundred emails a day, phone going every five minutes, and it all stopped. Did you ever think that you would become a successful writer at that time? And, and what's life like now compared to then? Uh, no, well, the simple answer is no, Karen, not at all. I, I, I hoped one or two people would like it. Um, but yeah, I, I, incredible, really, to be fair. So yeah, life has, life has changed. To, <clears throat> I mean, I'm a lot happier, of course, and I'm, I'm, I'm also writing other things now and I'm trying to write a second book and, so because of confidence, you know, it's just that, that real huge confidence that you that you get yeah. from from that publishing. So, yeah, it's oh, just yeah, it's, it, and and I, I ended up thankfully becoming the advisor I was going to be. So I've got that as well. That, that came back. Yeah, so that came back in the end. And hopefully, you'll be fostering again in the future as well. Yeah, hope so. Yeah, it's still something we'd really, really like to do. And fingers crossed, if I just keep mending and keep doing. The exercises I can get to the stage where I can have a medical and 
and pass it. That would be lovely. Yeah, yeah. Definitely. So one more question for you. Mm. What have you learned about yourself during your journey? Oh, I'm probably not to bottle things up. Yeah. To be myself, to open up um, something I've never really done. I think probably that's the biggest thing I've taken out of it. And, and not to be scared of meeting new people, making friends, <laughs> being, being yourself. Um, I suppose that's the biggest thing I've taken out of the last 18 months, or yeah. last two years, of course. Yeah, since, since then. Yeah, yeah I am sure. sort of me now, and I feel more comfortable sort of being a, maybe an actor in that world and a private person that world. Yeah. So for our listeners, if they want to buy the book or ask any questions, or maybe they've been through a similar journey, how can they get in touch with you and where can they get the book from? Um, you can get it on, on the normal Amazons and Waterstones online, but my website is the usual www.rogerwilsoncrane.co.uk. Um, if anybody wants to send me a message there, the little contact form, please do. Please get in touch. Don't have to buy the book. They just want to write to me and, and ask, ask away or any help. I'll, I'll be glad to help. Yeah. You're such a beautiful soul, Roger. It's been lovely talking to you today. Uh, I wish you all the best with your book and all the best with future titles as well that you're working on. Oh, lovely, Karen. And thanks for having me. It's been really lovely. Thank you. You've been listening to my podcast, Appetite for Life, also supported by sponsor Dane Bank House Dental Practice, where happiness starts with a smile. Would you like to be a guest on this show? Or maybe you're interested in a sponsorship package. For any further information, you can find me across various social media platforms as Karen Kelly Podcasts or send me an email, karenindakelly at btinternet.com. <laughs>